The views and opinions expressed by guests on this show are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of myself or our sponsors. Hello and welcome back to the 13th ranked podcast in Mingo, Iowa. Uh, we are here today with one of my, my favorite people um, that I've known for about eight years, real estate extraordinaire, uh, Ashley Lima, uh, used to be on one of the top teams in San Antonio and we used her to buy and sell a home. So um, well, well familiar with her. Um, but she's not doing that anymore, and she'll explain why and all that good stuff. So, Ashley, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing now. All righty. Well, hi. Thank you. Um, my name is Ashley Leva. I am currently a transaction coordinator for real estate agents in Texas. However, I do live in Jacksonville, Florida. So... My husband is active duty military. That is why I'm no longer an active real estate agent. Uh, needed something that really would move with us, that worked for our family, that allowed me to be home with our child when I needed to, anytime my husband went on deployment. And TC seemed like the best way to do that. Excellent. And so you own your own business, correct? Correct. Just yes, you? It's just me. Okay, great. And so um, you work you work solely in Texas? Yes. I considered expanding out to Florida since I live here, but really haven't had a need to expand to Florida. Um, know and love the Texas contract. So yeah. And so transaction coordinators, uh, do, you, do you have to be licensed for that? I mean, is that like a separate license or is that just you have to maintain the real estate license or how does that work? No. So you actually don't have to have a real estate license. There's no true certification for Texas right now. I believe the only state that has a requirement for certification okay. is California. Really? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but it really, it does help to have a real estate license and to have that knowledge. Um, because ultimately you can do way more for your agents as a TC than you can if you are unlicensed. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, that makes sense. That makes total sense. And and what does a what is the role of a transaction coordinator? I mean, what all do you take care of um, during you know if the the listing agent or the buyer's agent call you and and say, hey, I want to use you as my my transaction coordinator. What what do you do and what do you don't do? I mean, obviously you're in Florida. You're not taking people out to showing to show houses, which I would make sense as, you know, it's not part of a transaction coordinator to me, but maybe people don't know that. So what, what are, what's the start and end of your yeah, role, exactly. your responsibility? So there's essentially, um, I can do a couple different things like from my business personally, I can help listing agents do all of the pre-listing documentation, getting their MLS ready, connecting with sellers to make sure we have all of the disclosures, everything organized in order to go on the market. And then once we're actually under contract, no matter if it's a buyer or seller, essentially handling everything behind the scenes for that agent so that 
the agents can continue to go out and do what they do best, and that's selling. Most real estate agents are not good at the paperwork, making sure all the you know I's are dotted, T's are crossed kind of thing. So I'm behind the scenes checking all of our dates, making sure everything goes to the broker, everything is done correctly on the right forms, and you know get the agent paid at the end of the deal. So also really help the agent look good and stand out to their client as best as gotcha. possible. Gotcha. Yeah, I, uh, well, I think we're probably in a lot of the same local real estate groups, like on Facebook and stuff. And I always, I always kind of laugh when, so some of the questions and I'm not, you know, I'm not in the real estate world as far as agent wise. Uh, so I only get to see half the, half the, the scene. And I only know, you know, what I pick up from, from talking to you and from talk, seeing in those groups and talking to the realtors that use me and stuff. But I always laugh at the ones that come on and they just, Oh, I hate my paper. I hate doing this paperwork or I don't understand this, this. And I thought I always think, well, either you don't have a team behind you, you know, you don't work with a team, you're just a solo agent or whatever, or you don't have a transaction coordinator or somebody, somebody in the office to, to help you with all this stuff. Why are you struggling? You know, just, just look into somebody like yeah. yourself. Um, and I don't think we ever actually did promote the name of your business compass transaction coordinator or coordination. So, so, uh, yeah. yeah, everybody, every real estate agent that'll ever tune into this needs to look that up and, and, get a hold of you, even if it's just for a question on, you know, why should I use you? Um, but, but why, why, so on that note, why should a real estate agent uh, do so? Well, let me, let me back up. Do most teams have their own internal one or, or is that not some a role that's typically staffed, I guess, at the office level? And- yeah, there's kind of a variety. There are some, some of the bigger brokerages do offer like an in-house TC. Um, they are not necessarily, most of them are not necessarily doing the same scope as what I'm doing. They're more of a compliance officer mm-hmm. kind of position. Um, as far as like real estate teams, a lot of them, if they're doing significant numbers, they do have an in-house or an on-team TC because financially it just makes sense versus paying per file they can ultimately have total control over that one TC. And um, it just, really they can pay less for the volume of transactions that they're doing. But also with that said, I have a few teams that are doing big numbers, but they don't necessarily, they don't wanna deal with the training. They don't wanna deal with you know, making sure somebody is, especially if it's a salaried position, has a, is maintaining that salary all the time. So, you know, January, February tends to be slower. So maybe they don't want the risk of having to pay somebody during that time. Well, with an independent TC, you don't have that. So you save a lot of the, fun, the cost that would come with having it in-house on staff. Gotcha. And so are you... Are you um like um, contract, like, or I mean, per, per contract, or are you just a, a monthly fee or how does that work? Yeah. Nope. I'm essentially, I'm an independent contractor. Um, 
I work in terms of behind the scenes with the agent. They call contact me, hire me to do a per file per transaction basis. Some of them have me do all of their business. Some have me do, uh, like I have a few investor clients, or sorry, agents that work with investors or okay. our investors themselves. Because of the cost with that, they tend to keep those to themselves. Mm. And I do the ones where, you know, they're they're making a true profit on it because they're acting as a buyer's agent or a seller's no, that, agent. That makes total sense. Um, yeah. Okay. And um, so getting into uh, somewhat of a, well, not an analogy, or I guess the, the, the <laughs> at what point, let's say I'm a solo agent, is there a, is there a, somewhat set number of if I'm doing four deals a month or better, or, you know, that heck, I don't even know how busy that would be. What, what level would I need to be at or sh could I be at where I would think about calling, calling as your injection coordinator and saying, Hey, I need some of this taken off my plate. I mean, it doesn't seem to me that one deal a month, yeah. if I'm just that guy that's doing one deal a month, that that's enough volume to, to say, well, I, I can't handle this unless I'm just completely disorganized. So what, what, uh, what do you see? It really, I have a range, honestly. Um, I do have a few of those agents that they do only do one deal a month. And the reason they're using me is either they're new to real estate and they don't necessarily know all the ins and outs. They understand the contract, but not completely. Um, or they really just don't want to deal with it. I have one of my best friends is one of my, my clients and she, she's never done an MLS listing. She has no idea. And so, but to me, she's like, I don't, I don't want to learn it. I don't want to do it. Just take care of it for me. <laughs> and then on the other side of that, I have teams that are doing 20 plus a month and you know, they're out showing, they're on appointments, they're, they're marketing, they're doing whatever they need to do to keep growing and expanding their business. So I take off on average, um, it's 12 to 15 hours per transaction that I'm wow. taking off their plate so that they can go have a life. They don't have to work every single night and all weekend. They can enjoy their kids, enjoy their family. Do whatever nice. Yeah, as I was saying all that, I'm thinking in the back of my head, heck, even that one that does the one transaction a month, that's just crap ton of stuff that you take off their plate because I, I mean i kind of see some of the the contract stuff being on the inspection side of it but as i'm as i was formulating that question i don't know if you saw my the steam rolling out or the smoke rolling out of my ears like wait <laughs> no actually if you're only doing one you could still use that you know use that help uh oh yeah especially if you're on the buy side you could be out showing for you know 10, 20, 30 houses, just trying to find that one, especially in a market that's a little mm -hmm. bit tighter, uh, where there's not as much inventory. You're so do you have, do you have, um, what, what's, I can't think, I keep thinking of the, the word and I can't, I can't think of it. Um, like when, when somebody starts using you and they're doing four or five deals a month, the time that you free up for them, all of a sudden they're doing eight, nine, 10 deals a month just because they're not having to deal yeah. with that. Are you, do you see that a lot? Or, I mean, are you, do you kind of track that or not? Yeah. Cause like essentially with everything. Yeah. Basically with every transaction, I just save them 
one to two days of work. So they now have, instead of doing the paperwork and stumbling through it and, you know, reviewing everything, answering broker questions, answering lender and title questions, they're out showing, they're out getting another client instead of sitting behind. Yeah, that just, to me, that's just total common sense. You know, I mean, like, like the the time that they're not sitting behind a computer is time that they can be selling more houses. So to me, you know, anybody that doesn't think that way on the, as a real estate agent, I think probably needs to, to alter their trajectory because <laughs> that, that, that does, it just makes complete sense to me. Um, great. Yeah. That's, I'm learning here. I'm learning. I like it. Um, yeah. So if you're not doing, if you're, when you're not doing the transactions, what what's taking care of the baby? What else are you doing? So, yeah. Uh, so I am currently attempting to train for a half Ironman. Realize that is way more challenging with a toddler. <laughs> uh, and a husband in the military. Because <laughs> his schedule changes, so then my training changes. And having a kid in daycare. There's so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's constantly sick. Oh. What uh what what half marathon is it? I mean like or half Ironman. Uh is it local there or I'm shooting for the Gulf it's the Gulf Coast in Panama City May. in May. So So I was supposed to do it last year. Husband was deployed a lot, so that didn't happen. Because training is twice a day right now for two to three hours. That's crazy. So. I, I don't that just doesn't yeah, happen. I don't I don't have near that type of motivation. So good on you. Good on you. <laughs> I don't right. always. Uh, so when, when you were in Texas, I remember you were, you were the crazy dog lady. Do you still have a bunch of, yep. Still yeah. Still am. That's awesome. <laughs> you yep. do, we still have three. I, we slowed yeah, that one do down. Do you do, they're all rescues, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yes. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. We used to volunteer with <laughs> Sapa in san antonio and texas husky yeah. rescue i'm a big fan of anyone that that likes dogs so they are they're good times there what else what else you got going on are you taking on new clients all the time or are you kind of full um, up or so i did i had a team i'll be honest i had a team um truth be told i realized after a couple of years, I was not necessarily the person that could wear all the hats. Um, so I reduced it. Now it's just myself. Um, and now I'm creating a training program because ultimately, like, I was a teacher prior to doing real estate. And I've had multiple people ask me, like, one, how did I get started? How do I do this? will you train, you know, my assistant if they don't necessarily want a TC because they want more control in-house. Um, so I I am taking on more clients, but I'm also a little more picky, I guess, um, with fair. who I'm bringing on. That's fair. Just because ultimately takes, if I have somebody that's doing, you know, like one deal every six months, it takes more time to remind them what I do oh. in that time versus 
you know, if we're rocking and rolling, like, I don't have to tell them, you know, constantly what I'm, oh, just remember, I take care of this and this and this. So I am taking on new clients, just a little more. Selectively. A smaller group, I should. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that remind <laughs> that that brings up two questions for me. One dealing with transaction coordination and two, yeah. uh, or the other one, not, not just real estate in general. The, as far as, so what is the biggest thing that the, your biggest frustration, I guess, with, with real estate agents, um, is it not handing over the keys or just not doing their part in the transaction or what do you need them to do basically? It's more so, and I mean, this is really across any business, um, but it's communication. Uh, on the listing side specifically, I'm constantly having to remind agents, like, I've never seen that house before. I never will see that house. So I'll do my best to write your MLS description and put all the information in, but ultimately, like, I've never mm -hmm. seen it. So I need you to help me out. <laughs> Tell me what's in this house so that we can make your client's house look the best it possibly can. Um, during the transaction, new construction specifically, builders don't like to talk to me. <laughs> they don't really like to talk to the agents either. So it's just kind of, I need, I need agents help in getting answers because I'll do my best. I'll, I'll pry, I'll text, I'll call, I'll do whatever I need to. Um, but if I'm not getting a response, then I, then I feel like I'm kind of doing a disservice to the agent because I'm charging them, but I'm not hearing back and I'm not making their job easier. Um, same like buyers and sellers. I, again, I do, I do as much as I can to explain everything <laughs> within reason within my role and not stepping out of bounds. Um, but some of it, like, I'm relying on people to read. <laughs> and that doesn't always you sound happen. like You sound like an inspector. So, it can be. Trying to stay within my parameters, but you're making right? it hard for me. Uh, you, would you buy this house? Would you, you know? Yes. Can you come back and for free and check all this stuff? I'm like, ah! Uh, so when we, the house that we bought with you, when we, when we sold that, the, yeah. the agent that we used had us write our own MLS description. And she's like, the, oh, well, yeah, I she's mean, like, nobody's going to yeah. love your house more than you. So tell us what you love about it. And you're like, oh, charming three bedroom, four bath, or what, not four bath, uh, three bedroom, two bath, two and a half bath, oh, wow. you know, and, and then she, she, um, you know, yeah, I yeah, I edited it a little bit to, you know, it's not called, it's not called a, yeah. uh, XYZ, it's called this. And, you know, we can't say the whole, all those fair housing rules. You can't say within walking distance and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Agents, make your, make your sellers write their own listing, you know, <laughs> give them a, a chance to, to brag about their house. Um, so the other question yeah, yeah. and the way we met was because you were a teacher, you taught one of our, our friends, kids, special needs, our, yeah. our oldest daughter's special needs, friends, all that stuff. Uh, why do teachers 
and I've known, so the, the person, the, the agent we used to, to sell that house, she was, uh, she owned a daycare for years and years. You were a teacher, um, who, uh, Kendall, I think was a teacher, wasn't she? Or no, Becky, Becky, that's uh, right. Becky. Uh, why do teachers make such good realtors? I mean, I think there's a few things with that. One, we're used to the paperwork. <laughs> Never realized how much paperwork, aside from special ed, um, there's so much paperwork in teaching. It's kind of ridiculous. So that we're used to. Uh, so real estate paperwork is kind of simple, honestly. You, you've got to have people skills to some degree. You've got, you know, especially if you, you know, maybe you have a hard student or somebody's working through something, you've got to be able to communicate with that, that parent, that family, that, um, coach, whatever it is. Um, just like in real estate, you're going to have buyers and sellers that don't always listen or, you know, like to do things the hard way. Um, you're going to butt heads with agents and you just, you've got to talk it out and reason with them and, same with teaching. It's just, you you ultimately both have a goal, no matter if it's teaching or if it's real estate, you just got to find out how to get there. I kind of assume that's what and the answer was, but yeah. The hours are normal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I kind of assume that's that's what the answer was going to be, but there. you never know because I'm <laughs> like, and I do, I see a lot of, of agents that, oh yeah, you, you used to be a teacher for however many years and now I'm doing real estate that and, and, uh, and, uh, news anchors. <laughs> I know like three, three people that used to be oh. like on the news or whatever <laughs> that are now real estate agents. And I, boy, they can, they could sure talk it up. We'll so see, yeah, they, they, have, they that, have that, that communication, that communication yeah. down. So good for them. All right. What Absolutely. else could we talk about? Uh, do you miss, do you miss, real estate agent or do you kind of like the TC world now? I, I mean, I miss the commission, yeah. <laughs> especially when I'm writing up, you know, $30,000 commissions for an agent. Uh, no, I, I have per, like, I have a better mm -hmm. work-life balance for me, which is really important. I did not have that as an agent, you know, clients or buyers and sellers are paying you a lot of money or investing a lot of money in you to help them, which I 100% respect. So they expect you to answer your phone or be kind of at their beck and call, which is fine. But again, your personal life, your family life kind of gets put on the back burner. Um, and for me, it took, it took a few years and now having, having our son, there's nothing else more important than him. So being a TC gives me the chance to focus on him at appropriate times. Yes, he's in daycare, but then after hours, like my focus is on him. If dad's on deployment, I can fully focus on Jameson while Casey's, you know, on a ship somewhere. Uh, and I, I can't get that time back. So no, like, I shut off at 5 p.m. Central Time. I have my weekends. I have my nights. Whereas an agent, 
agents work really, really hard and they don't have that for the most part. So agents, get some of your time back and use a transaction coordinator. Just, I mean, yes. again, it, yes. it seems like common sense to me. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, I, I don't, um, yeah, I'm, I'm out of questions for you because <laughs> you answered everything. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you broke it down for me and made it simple for me. So now I, now I get it. And as if I wasn't a fan before and, and pushed, you know, promoted you and, and all that stuff. I'm, I, I definitely, yes, yeah, I, I definitely don't understand why an agent that's even mildly busy would not look into doing using a transaction coordinator. Um, so those that, that need to call you because they're, they're drowning in, in paperwork and having a no work life balance, how, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So call me 210-896-3184. My website's compass transaction, transaction list, singular.com. I've got an in, Instagram, Facebook, um, Check it out. And I oh, did yes. want to yeah. touch back real quick on something you just said. So you were saying like, you know, why, why agents are hesitant or why they won't use a TC. There is, there's a wide range of TCs. Um, some do everything and they're available 24 hours a day. Some are not like myself. Uh, also, you kind of get what you pay for, <laughs> but it, Something agents, you know, agents were always, they're constantly negotiating. They're thinking about every dollar because it's expensive to be an agent. Uh, so when I say, you know, my, my fee's 450 per transaction, somebody's like, that's, that's really high. Well, no, like if you average it out now, like you look at what your, your commission is, what your time is worth per hour. My fee is less than 3% of the average sales price or average commission mm -hmm. in Texas specifically San Antonio. Um, so really that's not that much. Also my fee for my cost per hour is about 25 to $30. An agent could be $500 per hour, if not more, depending on, you know, your, your price point, your client. So really, would you rather spend $30 an hour or use your own time at $500 an hour? So. Oh, that, that, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, take take whatever time you need to to explain all that. And if if uh, we need to circle back on any anything else that we didn't talk about, because again, uh, I I I kind of understand yeah, I think it, it, not from the agent perspective at least. And well, and some of it's fear, and you know, concern of giving up. I'm giving up control over mm -hmm. my file and ultimately like I'm here to make you look good. I'm here to make you your life easier. Um, I'm not like, I'm not here to piss off your client <laughs> or right. make you look bad or do anything that is out of legal parameters. Um, I don't negotiate. That's mm -hmm. the agent's job. And ultimately like the client knows them. So if there's, if there's ever an issue, I'm going to be, I'm going to pick up that phone and call the agent like, Hey, 
I need you to have a conversation with the buyer about X. Just to calm them down if there if there ever is an issue. Um, but yeah, really, the agent is involved in... They may not handle every single moment, but they're involved on all of the communication with that client. So they know what's going on. It's just getting to getting them to the comfort level of, okay, I don't have to handle every single item. No, that makes sense. Uh, so when, uh, when I'm calling around interviewing for TCs, what do I, what do, what do I want to know? You know, who am I looking for kind of thing? What do, what are the pitfalls to kind of listen for or look out for? I mean, Oh, I do this. I don't do that kind of thing. Or is it just, gut feeling comfort level or is there specific things i mean it's it's kind of based on what your business model looks like um if you if you want somebody that works nights weekends 24 7 there are tcs that do that uh i'm not one of them uh, so you kind of do you want somebody that is available at your beck and call or are you understanding that really there's not much for a TC to do outside of title company hours, outside of lender hours? Um, does the pricing make sense for what the services are being offered, what you're comfortable with spending? You know, just like with anything else, you have essentially, you have Walmart TCs, you have Target, Macy's, Nordstrom, <laughs> Tiffany's, like what are you looking for specifically? Um, how they're communicating with you? What kind of, how, how involved are they going to be? How, um, how tailored are they going to be for your personal systems? Some TCs will do, like they'll take the agent's checklist and do everything that that specific agent wants. They're, that TC is most likely not going to be doing a high volume because it is challenging to have 15 different checklists, mm -hmm. okay. one for every single agent. Um, so yeah, there's, there's such a variety of TCs and who's willing to do what, when. Um, so it's really identifying first before you make that phone call, what do you need help with? What are you willing to give up? And then... Is that TC the right for right one for you? It might take a couple transactions to be like, we're a great fit, or oh, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right one for my business plan. Yeah, yeah that okay. makes sense. It, you, the uh, the analogy there of Walmart, Target, all that reminded me of um, one of the things that people say, like in the trades and stuff, is you have good, cheap, and fast. You can only have two of those. <laughs> If you want good, it's not going to be, you know, yeah. good and fast. It's not going to be cheap. <laughs> yeah. So. No. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap it up and um, call, call it a day. Right. I'm, I'm off for the rest of the day. You, you got work to do. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I still got a few yeah. more hours. <laughs> there you it. go. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on and, and explaining all that and, and uh, I hope we can get uh, a lot of agents listening and and changing the mindset if they have a uh, bias against 
using a transaction coordinator or, or something like that. And, you know, maybe it'll get you a little business. If not, then it at least gets uh, some awareness out there. Uh, so again, thanks for coming exactly. on. Good luck with your training for your half Ironman, uh, which again is rid <laughs> ridiculous. And I think you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I love it. Even if it's, it's a lot. <laughs> excellent. Any, any last um, words of wisdom for anyone? Not really. Set a goal and crush that goal. I mean, really for me, my focus this year is just ultimately work-life balance. I'm trying, I'm really trying to narrow in and, and identify what's important in my life and, and just enjoy it. Work isn't everything. So. Yeah, no, I think that, that is absolutely correct on so many levels and just you know another reason why agents should be using a transaction coordinator so there you go exactly <laughs> all right well thanks for coming on and uh we will talk with you Thank later all right appreciate it all rights to this production of the sole property of me shannon gatewood so keep your grubby hands off muchacho